I started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. I had to wonder. I started to wonder. I couldn't help but 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 wonder. What the fuck is up, gamers? It's movie time. Oh, it's movie time. And and you know what is really cool is that sometimes movies are like two and a half hours long when they should be like an hour and a half long. So instead of getting like two episodes for two Sex in the City movies, you're probably going to get four episodes for two Sex in the City movies because they're both two and a half hours long. That's five hours that of is... Sex in the City content. That we have to watch in like like the span of like what two weeks? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Like literally, I I checked and it's the first movie is literally twelve minutes shorter than Inception. Like that is fucking stupid. I'm what? sorry, like, but this is like yeah, Lord of the Rings length. Yeah, it's bananas. Like the, to me, the only movies that should be longer than two hours are Lord of the Rings. Like other movies just should not be longer than that. Sex in the City movie, two and a half hours is fucking bananas. Like, I got to a point today where I was like, we can't do this all in one episode. We no. gotta we gotta do two. Like, and we had talked about like recording all in one sitting and then like splitting into two if we needed to. But I'm just like, I can't process this much at once. No. I still haven't even finished the movie. I have 45 minutes left. What I'm the like, fuck? <laughs> we usually record like pretty late on my end. So like I need to sleep. Yeah. Um, I can't be staying up until like fucking two o'clock in the morning talking about Sex and the City movie. I'll go insane. So I'm already, and it's only four o'clock in the afternoon here. So like, I'm unhinged from this. Yeah, film that makes you fucking insane to watch it. It's yeah, it's one of those. Um, yeah. Um, I guess we can introduce ourselves. Um, we should. I, I'm Stephanie, and I'm your cigarette wife. Uh, I'm Alex, and I'm Lynn manuel Miranda. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Thank you. Um, is, is Sex in the City? It's it, I mean, it is exactly just like Sex in the City. Like, there's it, it's not like it feels different than the original series, um, which is the problem. I think I would say it doesn't like the way the shots are filmed. Like the way it's filmed, a little bit is like not like a television show like the shots yes. aren't like static it's like they are in television show really it's yes. filmed a bit more grandiose like i would say the costumes are like even more every the single costumes are more every yeah. single scene someone is wearing a different outfit and it'll be like the same day and someone's in a different outfit and you're like why yeah. <laughs> yeah it's amazing and they also are like oh yeah now we can like pay for licensed music so like it's yeah. you know it, you can tell it's not on tv is just like episodes anymore but like for me the also, problem like, is sorry it's know. just that i also noticed there would be scenes and there would be like background music but like if, if if weirdly it felt like sitcom music where we're like do 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 like when people were having a scene like oh, like I think with the scene of Bing Carrie apartment hunting and it's like woo 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 like why 
why does it feel more like a television show when it is mm. a film of a television show? This is true. This is true. I guess there's some things that they probably just like. I wonder if I wonder if they have like completely different editors for the movie versus the TV show. Yeah, Maybe because they could definitely do a lot more there. But like for me, the big problem is that they write it like it's a TV show. Hmm. So they don't know how to pace a movie instead of pacing a movie they're like we're gonna take like 30 to 40 minute chunks of time and pace them each like a television episode and put them like back to back so instead of having like a three-act movie you have like a 10-act movie yeah that just keeps going and <laughs> it's <laughs> what if it was made like in the past five years it would have been a mini series. Like it would have been probably like a ten, maybe not even that much. It would have been like a six episode mini series, right? Like mm-hmm. on HBO Max. And it's like, well, this is what the girls are up to now. And it would have made sense, like logically, you know? Yeah. Whereas like things just keep happening and moving. And this film, like it takes place over the course of a year. So we have a uh-huh. year's worth of four different people's lives to get into. Yeah. And like the other thing is there is so much happening in each of their lives. Yeah. And I think the story means for me to want to root for certain things to happen. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm currently at a point where I haven't finished the movie yet because we wanted to record the first half today. So, like, I haven't gotten to the end yet. But I'm at the point where it's kind of just, like, there's 45 minutes left and I know how it's going to end. But nothing has set me up to want that ending. No. It's just, like, get it over with, in the words of Miranda. Yeah. And it's just some... Some of the plots are just like, why did you have to do this to these characters who were in a place where even if I didn't love where they ended, I could at least accept it. But then they had to be like, because because like I'm thinking like Carrie and Big, the end of the show, I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to imagine that he stops treating her like shit for the rest of his life. And suddenly their relationship is mostly better now. Obviously, no relationship can be like perfect, but like. I'm imagining that they're going to be better. But then this is like, yeah, no, he continues to do shit that I hate. So it's like, Mm -hmm. once again, him being forgiven at the end of the series after realizing all his mistakes. It's like you take all of that back. It's extremely Homestuck 2 where it's like, yeah, some of these characters had some really great endings. And then you just take something and you're like, what if I tear this apart for no reason? (laughs) And people who were happy about it will be like, why did you tear this thing apart for no reason? Why would you do this? This isn't good to me in terms of storytelling. And that's what I feel like watching this movie was like, except I like Homestuck 2 more than I like this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I feel like just a lot of stuff, they're like, well, let's change things. It's like, no, the ending was fine. I, I remember there being this big call for there to be a movie, and I don't know why, because like the TV show just wrapped everything up. Like It was fine. I mm-hmm. guess people just liked the characters and wanted to see them again. Um, but I remember there being this yeah. big call for the film, and like when it was finally announced, like everyone lost their fucking minds, and it was a big fucking to do but i'm like why like everything was wrapped up fine it's not like it ended on a cliffhanger or like was cancelled before it got to its actual ending 
Yeah. It feels like, okay, that's it. That's done. The other actors are still making films. You can see them in those. Hmm. They're doing other stuff. Yeah. It's like, I don't, the things that ended nicely, I don't want you to just be like, I'm going to take it away from you and then make you want it back again. It's like, I, that's not going to work though. You can't just make me want something. And uh, it's just so long. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's start it. Okay, we got so a fucking we, we get HBO fucking, logo. We get an HBO logo for a, a film. And we also then, we have like the opening theme that goes into a Fergie remix. Yeah, this is a fucking remix. It's it's so much. Um, and then we get like, like, Carrie's like wearing this huge hideous flower outfit. And then there's like well, these four young girls who are clearly like look exactly like young Carrie. Because it's like, this is supposed to be in the past, right? Like this is like what Carrie when she was younger. Think. I don't or I think it's just like young because we see like there's like a lot of shots where there's like four other like younger women and I guess it's yeah. like how relatable they are. Also, this yeah. Whitney Houston wore it like okay. in the open. and I've seen a picture and I'm like, Ooh. it's a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't 80s. love the big flower. Yeah, it is very eighties. Um, we got some recaps. We got recaps of what, how all of the stories ended. What all the characters' names are, in case you, in case you never watched the show, but your wife or something took you to the movie. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Like, is that what they were going for? Like, I think so. I remember we. I like it's been like four years, so I guess is fair enough to recap. Also, I remember really wanting to watch this film when I was when it came out, and I must have been like twelve. So. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they give us some recaps. We know that uh so we we learned that um so it's been like five years, I think. And so Charlotte and Perry have had Lily for five years now. That's their daughter, their adopted daughter. Well, I um, think it's been like four I think they say like Lily's three at one point. So I think it's been like and it's four years since the show ended. So yeah, I guess it's like three. Yeah, or four that years. might make sense. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and then, so now Samantha's living in Hollywood because she's still with Smith and he's like a TV actor now, I guess. So she lives there with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Miranda and Carrie are just like still with Big and Steve. And that's like, yeah, nothing it. has changed with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, nothing has changed except that we find out like, well, Carrie has now published three books instead of just yeah. one. Um, because at first I was really confused why they kept reading all these excerpts from her book where it was like Alexander Petrovsky. And I'm just like, wait, but your book was published before that. And then they're like, oh no, she published two more books. Yeah, <laughs> and like thought. that book was just a collection of like stories from your um from your column. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, she's still living in her old apartment. Yes, she is. Because her and Big have not yet moved in together, but they are currently apartment hunting. So uh, that's basically like the beginning of this movie is they're currently looking at their like 33rd apartment or something in New York because apparently it's like super hard. I don't even know why they're looking at some of these places when like clearly Big has so much money that like places just seem like like the one place we really see, like it would be a fine place for like a normal person to live, but I cannot imagine. Like obviously, like they don't get it, so like I can't no, imagine. Someone, like, well, it's like this apartment there, that's like kind of small and a bit dark, but they mentioned that it's on Fifth Avenue, and like it yeah. has a doorman and everything. So I'm absolutely sure it costs more money than like 
I've ever seen oh, in my life. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Also, I feel like super rich people like this. I don't know. Don't they send? Don't they send like other people to look at houses, and then they're like, <laughs> "Oh, this one seems cool. I'll get the buyer in now." Like that's what happens with like big property. Um, mm, probably. Yeah. So, and they also they have like an old woman there, and I don't know why she's there. Like, is she? Because they have. It's so weird. They like have an estate agent, and then they have like their own Magda, who's like an old woman making like snarky comments. Yeah, I don't really know what her point was. She was just there, and I'm like, she's just being kind of rude the whole time. Um, but the guy who's like showing the place is like, because they're like, okay, is there anything else in the same building? And the guy's like, well, we do have one that's above your price range. And they're like, how much above? And he's just like, above. So it's, mm. we know it's a spency place. And he takes them there. And he like, when he gets in the elevator, he presses like the penthouse button. <laughs> Yeah, so they uh, go up, and it's just, it's fucking gorgeous. Like it's a massive place. There's loads of light. There's like a like a courtyard, which is a yeah, lot. Yeah, that um, is so nice. It's so it nice. was gorgeous. So obviously, yeah. Carrie is in love, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, you know, it's wonderful. Like, oh, I love it so much. Um, they go to the bedroom, and she looks in the closet, and it's just tiny. Um, so she makes a face and Big's like, I'll build you a bigger one, which was hot just because I like the idea of someone of like having my own walk-in wardrobe. Um, yeah. But it was Big saying it, so it wasn't that sexy. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, it's very much like, ooh, I do love the idea of just like, have, just like getting a custom built closet yeah. because I don't have enough space. It's very good. That's, I think um, just storage is sexy to me. Yeah, I do love storage. Mm. That's why I like going to Ikea so much, I think. Me too. Oh, I um, love it. But yeah, so he's like, <laughs> oh, you love this place. I love this place. Let's get it. Because, you know, if you just have money, you can just do that, I guess. You can just do whatever the fuck you want when you have a lot of money. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. But, like, everyone has the nicest things ever in this show. So, of course, they're going to get this extremely nice, like, yeah. Park Avenue or this- Fifth Avenue, whatever the fuck. This um, is what I wanted to say. Um, this like film was released in two thousand and eight, so like all of them talk like there's so much talk about money, and everyone has like designer wardrobes and new outfits in every fucking scene. And I'm like, oof, oof. <laughs> yeah, no this is true. This no wonder this didn't resonate as much as it did like when it first came out because no one had any yeah. fucking money. This is true. And doesn't like, I don't really know what Big's job is, but I imagine he works in some kind of investment. So, like, I feel like he's probably like not Apple. doing the best right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, who knows? I don't know. Investment stonks, like, whatever. That's probably something to do with what Big does. He does mention at some point that like someone is the guy he works with at the firm. So he works at a firm. No idea yeah. what kind of firm, but a no. f- at the firm. <laughs> No idea. I we finally no, learn that his name is John James Preston, um, and they say it so casually. I'm like, who? Um, but yeah, yeah. I know he works at a firm. Question mark. John James Preston. It's That's just like it's so. It's like a joke name that you give a yeah. character because you're like, this is a rich, this is a rich twelve year old boy. I'm going to name him John James Preston, and it's funny. <laughs> He sounds like, like uh, yeah, he sounds like a bully. Yeah, he does. And he is, I mm. think. But 
um, yeah, so they, they, he decides that, yeah, like we're getting this place. And, uh, we also have Samantha arriving back in New York because they're all going to this auction for like this woman who's getting divorced, had a bunch of jewelry. And so she's like selling all of the jewelry and Samantha's like, oh, I really want this one piece. So we're going to go and bid a bunch of money on it. Yeah. She flew to New York just to like bid on this piece, I guess. Um, I guess. I guess, like, okay, you're flying all the way across a, a country to bid on a massive piece of jewelry. Um, yeah. This also reminded me of a tweet I saw the other day that was like, why in the Sex and the City movie is everyone always shocked to see Samantha when she's in every other scene? Yeah, because it is like, okay, so she is, she does fly back from uh, a lot. She does fly in a lot, but yeah. it's like, She's there all the time. She really fucking is. She just keeps showing up and they're all like, ah! They scream every time she's there. And it's like, I get that it takes place over a year, but like, she's probably going like, what, once a month, maybe? Something like that, probably. Like, yeah. it's, it is a ridiculous amount, but like, but still. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, yeah, they go to bid on this, like, ring and Samantha is, you know, putting up a little paddle. And then it goes it goes up to fifty thousand. She's like fifty fucking thousand because she's in a bidding war with a woman who is on the phone bidding for someone else. Um, which Samantha could have just done. Um could have done this the whole time, but she, she does like she, she does kind of go bitch. I guess. And also that. I guess you want to see your friends or whatever, but fine. Um yeah. So she gets outbidded on it and she's like, oh, bitch. And then they go to the bathroom and they start talking to this other woman. And she's like, oh, isn't it sad, this whole thing? And the woman whose jewelry is up for auction, um, she was with a guy who had had pre- like two or three previous marriages. So he didn't want to get married again. And then one day she came home and all her stuff was out in the street. He locked her out and she had been dating him for 10 years and she got, you know, nothing out of it apart from her jewelry. Like, because I guess, you know, if you break up with someone, you don't have any like legal recourse for your stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's everyone extremely is on the nose. It's too. on the nose. Everyone is looking at Carrie like, that's you. Yeah. I mean, her and Big are not yet married. They're still dating. Um, but like, okay, but they, this was a divorce though. So I'm guessing she just didn't have any kind of prenup or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it was like a divorce or if she got a lawyer anyway and who yeah. had to like find all the loopholes to get her shit. Or yeah, if, like, maybe because they say that like, She's the one who is auctioning off her stuff because she doesn't obviously doesn't have any money. Um, and also it's like a fuck you to him, like I don't need anything you got me. Um, but it's it's I, I don't understand. It's just the whole thing is we're pointing fingers at Carrie being like, You should get married. Yeah, it is very like that. Um and then the very next, I don't know if it's the very next scene, but like very soon after we see a scene where Carrie and Big are just talking about the place and Carrie's just like, I, like, you're buying the place. And he's like, well, I'm buying it for us. And she's like, yeah, but ultimately you're buying the place. And so like, even if it's for us, I don't actually 
own any of it. Like I don't have anything. And so like, like, I don't know if something happens, like I legally do not have anything. (laughs) No. So Carrie, so earlier Miranda suggested that Carrie keeps her place. So like she has that if anything falls through. Um, I guess Carrie ain't no um, scum landlord though. Because it wouldn't make sense for her to keep the place and just rent it out. Oh, not really. Well, no, but (laughs) I'm not trying to say she should be a landlord, but I feel like she sells her apartment like so quickly. She does sell it pretty quick, but I guess we also don't have a super great gauge of the passing of time because stuff does happen over time. Yeah. But But Carrie, yeah. yeah, So Miranda is like, okay, you should keep your place. Um, So, you know, you have that like either as like a source of income or just if anything falls through um you can go back to your place and carrie's like "Eh." but she decides that she's going to sell her place and then use the money to put into the uh new apartment so that she has like some legal control over it yeah which like makes sense because yes so like in this scene where her and big are talking about it and she mentions how she doesn't have anything legally. He's like, well, do you want to get married? Like, I mean, yeah. um, like, that's kind of the answer to that, basically. And she's like, I thought that was off the table. Like, I didn't even think of that. And he's like, I mean, I just want to, I want to be with you, whether that means whatever. It, it's so nonchalant of him. He's just like, I mean, I don't care either way. Like, you get married. Sure. I'm. <laughs> so fun story. Um, My dad did this to my mom. Basically, because yeah. uh, they're not married, and he basically said to her, like, oh, we should probably get married for, like, legal reason, like, legal reasons, because obviously, like, when he dies, um, he doesn't, like, want, he wants all his stuff to basically go to her, like, that's, you know what I mean, that's what he wants. It's like, I want you mm-hmm. to have control over this stuff, I trust you, with, like, next of kid and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But he did it so nonchalantly. Just like, and very matter of fact, like this is like this, where he's just like, we should get married because um, it will benefit us legally. And my mom yeah. was like, yeah, okay. And just kind of shrugged it off, like, yeah, we probably should. And then my dad was like, oh, well, we're not going to get married now because your mother wasn't very enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> dad was well, like, if you want to yeah, if you want someone to be enthusiastic about it, you have to like you have to be enthusiastic about it too. Like the like when you're when you respond to that, you probably match the energy of the person saying it. So like if yeah. someone is like, I don't know, maybe we should get married, they're not gonna be like, oh my god, we're getting married. Like like they're gonna match your level of excitement. So yeah, I'm like <laughs> I get it. Like especially when you when you've been together for a long time it's just like okay i guess like i don't know there's not as much romance as if you've been dating someone for a few years and they get down on one knee and propose yeah so she was just like okay i feel like legally also like i mean once you're common law don't isn't there some kind of rights you do end up having i don't really know how it works but i think there's not like a common law thing here like there is in other places you can get a civil partnership um yeah i mean they like everything they really buy they buy like like big stuff they buy together anyway um so it's not so much for that it's just obviously like anything that's in his name 
I don't know. It's not. It's not like they have a wage disparity that is as much as Big and Carry. Oh yeah, no, exactly. That's that's like theirs is huge. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you better get married and get that prenup. Don't make him sign a prenup, oh, Carrie. Sure. You fucking rinse him. Get that bag. Get it. Yeah. She should, but she's not going to, which makes no. me fucking pissed off. But anyway, mm. um. So then we get Carrie like telling the girls about her engagement and they're at like a restaurant and it's like a pretty nice place and charlotte just screams she like literally screams in the restaurant i mean fucking 10 years of this bullshit i would scream too she does get up and announce to like the entire restaurant that her and her boyfriend had been dating for 10 years and are finally engaged and everyone claps opa carry style yeah uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, if my friend, if you, like, have a friend and they've had, like, an on and off thing with someone else, when they're like, okay, we're together, like, for real this time, I'm like, oh, thank God. Just shut up about that it. That is true. That is true. I do think it's bullshit when she says they've been together for 10 years. No, like, they oh, haven't. fucking bullshit. She was engaged to someone else in that time. He was married in that time. Uh, he was married to someone else. They were apart for like at least a couple, a couple full years in that time. They were, they have been back together for like three years. You, you cannot, you cannot tell me that they've been together for ten years. I will kill you, Charlotte. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah. And was that pretty much everything that happened in that scene? I feel like nothing else too exciting yeah, happened. Then Carrie calls some, yeah, Carrie calls Samantha and like. Samantha isn't very impressed. Um, she's more yeah. happy at the idea of Carrie getting Botox. Um, but, so, but she yeah. has another... What? You there? Yeah, you kind of cut out for a sec. Oh, okay. You were you saying she was more excited about getting Botox and then... Yeah. And um, then Carrie... And then she like she's at work. Like, Samantha's at work. So she hangs up because she's got another call. And then she calls back later and she's like, I'm sorry, I was just in shock because... And, like, Samantha has a good point of, like, she kind of thought that Carrie would, like, join her and just not ever getting married. Like, not in a bad way. Just, like, you know, just don't feel the need to. So she felt a little bit, you know, left out and a bit shocked by the news. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also kind of, like, I think she also just didn't think Big wanted to get married again. Like, I just wasn't something. Like, I feel like that is the kind of thing that Carrie probably would have talked about to them if she was like thinking about it at all and so it just it does kind of seem like it's just completely out of left field at this point but she's right but like again this is such a this is another scene that just like is so pointless because like she immediately ha- she hangs up and then like immediately calls back like why just have her there at the fucking lunch thing and say that she's you know still visiting from like i don't know from the orchard and then she goes really i didn't think big wanted to get married and carrie's like well he i just spoke to him and he does and then she's like oh well congrats i guess done yeah and like it it also is very much like this is for my own protection like a lot of it is for like legal reasons because it's like i want to make sure that you know everything is fine i don't end up like you know making a stupid decision where if something does go wrong i lose like everything i have um which is a reason, a valid reason a lot of people get married. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This whole scene is stupid. But, I mean, I guess they wouldn't hit their two and a half hour runtime if they didn't include it. So, well, we got to have that. We got to have that. Get to two and a half hours. Audience demands it. Um, 
So we also then find out that Anthony is like helping to plan the wedding with Carrie. And so like Anthony and Charlotte are both at Carrie's apartment and Carrie like pulls out the dress that she got and she got it at a vintage shop and it's very simple. Um, But Anthony and Charlotte are just like, it's so plain. Like it's, Mm. they're so unenthused. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean it is pretty plain, but like Carrie said, they're meant to be having just seventy-five guests and a small wedding, and you know, super chill. So it makes sense, but it's also it's not very Carrie. Yeah, it's it is an interesting choice. But she says she saw it when she was like at a vintage store, and she's like, and I saw it, and I was like, this is what I'm gonna marry big in. And uh, Anthony's just like so disturbed that she's not wearing like a designer name. <laughs> for the yeah. wedding um but no but but she seems happy with it at this point and um yeah then uh, but then we also get carrie doing this whole like wedding shoot like she talks to enid at vogue about how they're doing this thing they're doing this like article about like getting married at 40 i don't even know like what is the point of it like because is it so- carrie the only one or is there other brides they're doing um they're doing an age issue or it's like the Vogue annual age issue. I don't know if this is the thing that is just like American Vogue. I've never fucking heard of it. Um so they have an age issue where they I guess examine age through like different factors and lenses. Um and I think they have like photo shoots for like each decade. Because Enid says like you'd be 40. And 40 is like, you know, you're getting married at 40 now. Oh, my God. In the 2000s, getting married at 40. Yeah. Who she's like, 40 thought? is the oldest um, age you can be photographed as a bride. <laughs> yeah. She's like, otherwise it gets kind of sad. It gets into Diane Arbus territory. Like, huh. what? Yeah. I just, it's extremely like, okay, chill out there, Enid. Like, it's fine. There are so many moments in this movie where it just seems like so many decisions and things that happen are based on the fact that the characters are lonely and getting old. And it's like, <laughs> that like, should be the opposite point that this movie has, right? Like, I feel like so yeah. much of it is like, yeah, no, you're in your 40s, but you're not like dead. You're not dying. You're not like, or no, you are. But look, when you're in your 40s, you're like, you're still a human like you're not this like you're not this like piled up shrivel of bones like you would think they they were talking about them like they were 90 years old yeah and like there's just so many things where it's like even just in like the second half of this movie which we're not going to even get to today but like there's just parts where it's like oh maybe you should forgive him because you're lonely and it's like (laughs) is that the only answer is that it like i don't yeah yeah, Yeah. anyway we don't even need to get into it but like a lot of it's like oh well you know you're lonely a man who fucking um broke your heart is the best you're gonna get at this age so might as well like it's a lot it does feel like so sexist in the way of like well once women turn 40 they are invisible you know or at least 40 is like the last yeah. legs you have left before you turn into the fucking wicked witch from Snow White. Yeah. It feels very counter to the messages that were in the original series. Cause there's like by the end of the the TV show run, we're getting to Samantha in her late 40s being like, fuck it. I'm 
perfectly competent, proud to be late forties woman. Like I'm not gonna hide yeah. it. Like there's, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like successful. She's uh, like, here's my successful job. Here's my fucking hot boyfriend. Let's go. And then now they're like, yeah, disgusting. Getting married in your fucking forties. What are you, goddamn witch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. And like, I know that a lot of it is other people saying it to them, but it's like not exactly said to them like as if, oh, well, this is clearly just stupid and wrong. And. I don't know. And a lot of it is is the stuff they say when they're like, oh, maybe I should just settle. Maybe I should maybe I should forgive this person who's wronged me, even though it's like something they probably shouldn't be get forgiven for. And yeah. maybe that's just because I'm also someone who like doesn't really like forgiving people. <laughs> but no, like it makes me frustrated. Yeah, I'm I'm know. with you. It's it's like they don't really fight back on it, is the thing. Whereas no. I feel like they would normally. Um, so, uh, then we see, like, the Golden Blats having breakfast, and they're so cute. I fucking love them. They're adorable. This family is just perfect. Maybe they didn't just, like, ruin the family. <laughs> like, but they're I don't disgusting. Know. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. but they're, they're perfect. They're adorable. And they're having breakfast, and Charlotte screams again, because Carrie's on page six. Um, they mentioned the wedding, like, you know, the notorious single girl is finally getting married. And then, like, Carrie... So, yeah, when Carrie's at Vogue, um, basically we cut, like, immediately to the to the photo shoot. And she's wearing, like, all these couture wedding dresses. And this scene is so fucking long. Because instead, usually, it's just good old-fashioned rule of three. Like, you go, like... She's like, I made new friends. Um, <laughs> what? Like, uh, you know, she's naming all the designers. Like, oh, Carolina Herrera, and da da da. And instead of just doing like three, they do like fucking like ten dresses. I mean, there's so many dresses. <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous, gorgeous dresses. Don't get me wrong, of course. But it just it just goes on and on and on. Anyway, finally. She wears a Vivian Westwood dress <laughs> and then fucking Vivian Westwood herself, apparently, is like, oh, I saw the spread and like gives her the dress. Yeah, sends it to her in the mail and is just like, you deserve to or something. So now Carrie is suddenly without a second, like without any thought, she's like, well, I guess I have a better dress now. <laughs> I'm going to wear this yeah, one I instead mean- of the one I thrifted. Vivian Westwood gives you a dress. I don't feel like you can look. You can't really turn that down, can you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't turn it down. Like, obviously, she should keep it either way. It's just very funny that she seemed so committed to being like, I saw this dress and it was the perfect one for me marrying big. And then she just doesn't even have, like, a moment of thought about replacing it. She's just like, new dress. I'm wearing this one now. (laughs) Head empty. I mean, it's Carrie. She just sees something. She's like a magpie. She sees something shiny and she wants it. This is true. This is true. These are all very good points. Yeah. And also, okay, so let me, Carrie and Big are in bed. This is something that happens throughout the movie, but she wears a pearl, like a long pearl necklace to bed. Yeah, that's a choice. Why? Don't know why. Do you want to get strong? Yeah. It's weird. I did always used to think about that whenever I wore necklaces to bed as a kid because my mom was like, you shouldn't wear necklaces to bed because you might strangle yourself. And then I was just thought that was a big problem for a long time. And then I realized that that doesn't really happen to people. But um, 
I also wore like cheaper necklaces that would probably break before they strangled me, <laughs> but still. Yeah. Like I just wear like a little like fine like gold necklace. So if they were like getting caught or anything, they'd just snap off. Um, I don't think they yeah. can strangle me. Hope not. But if that's how I die, that's how I die. It's fine. Yeah. That would be a kind of a sexy way to go is just like accidentally strangling yourself in your sleep with your golden necklace. <laughs> oh my God. And it's like in Game of Thrones. Which part of Game of Thrones? Uh, when Shay gets fucking like strain- strangled with <gasps> oh, the necklace by yeah. Tyrion, but instead of Tyrion, it's me. I'm my own Tyrion. Um, oh no. I know. That's so oh. sad. Anyway, That's so sad. they're in bed and sh- they're being very adorable. And she's reading a book from the public library that is um, a collection of love letters from great men, which found out also from the IMDb this book does not exist or did not, but then they made a tie-in version. Oh my God. Do they also make more than one volume? Because this is volume one. That's true. I don't, I think, no. I think it was, maybe it was just volume one. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe for the second movie, I'll we'll, we'll wait and see. Stay tuned, folks. Um, yeah, just wait a month or so. Um, she's <laughs> reading these letters. Um, one of them is from Napoleon Bonaparte, who I think his Josephine was like his cousin or something as well. That's always oh. fun. Um, but they're basically their letters from like men of history, their love letters. And she's like, oh, isn't it romantic? Isn't it sweet? And they get to one of uh, Beethoven. And it says, like, ever thine, ever mine, ever ours. And then that becomes, like, a, a thing throughout the movie. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And Big's also just like, yeah, I'm not the love letter kind of guy. Because most of these guys weren't there, you know? They were, like, separated from their love. So they had to write letters. But I'm just, like, here. So, like, I don't have to write a letter. <laughs> yeah, and um, he when like she's reading the Napoleon one, he's like <laughs> gives it all away straight off the bat. Classic short guy move. <laughs> I hate this dude. You're there, like, hate him. Look how romantic <laughs> this is, and he's like, I'm gonna make a joke. Like, shut up. He does always do that. It's like you can just appreciate things. Like you don't have to make fun of everything. But okay, men love to do that. They're like, haha. Instead of sincerely, genuinely enjoying things, I'm going to be ironic and rude and sarcastic. And it's like, <laughs> great, great. Okay, so you're like every single other person. Cool. Um, love that for you. Yeah. So so good. I'm gonna clap. Um, and she, yeah, Carrie's also wearing Big's glasses this in, this entire scene, and I'm like, you should probably get your own prescription. It's supposed to be like cute, I think, but I'm like, maybe go to the optometrist. Yeah, I guess they're just like reading glasses, so they're ones you can share. But I cannot yeah. imagine. Yeah, it is very like I guess you can get those, but like when you have like a lot of money, you might as well just get your own pair. But um. Then we uh, we go to Brandon and Steve. Yeah, and they're fucking, and I hate it. <laughs> well, so they go to dinner. It's like they're at, like a restaurant for dinner, and then Miranda is being like all aggy because apparently she's tired. And Steve, like she gets, she has like a coffee, I guess, at dinner. Could not be me. 
and mm-hmm. she gets like a little bit of foam on her lip and steve's like oh you got foam you got foam on your lip and miranda's like why are you you're always criticizing me <laughs> <laughs> this is just the most ridiculous miranda overwriting the writers could possibly yeah. do like Steve's like, what, you want me to just not tell you you have whipped cream on your face and then you just walk around like that all the time? And then, like, he does make a joke and she laughs and so they're like, she's not mad at him or anything, but she's no. just, like, frustrated. Yeah, so, um, he and he, like, puts his, yeah, he, like, puts his mouth in the cream and he's like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna tell me, you're gonna tell me something? I sound like Denzel Washington in, like, any Spike Lee movie. I don't know why. Um... He's like, oh, you can tell me something. And she's like, and then she kisses him, and then they're fucking. Um, and they're fucking with their t-shirt on. Right. Okay. I have an issue with this. So yeah. okay. the whole thing blows up because Miranda is about to nut, and Steve's like, Oh, no, don't you come yet? Get on top of me. And she's like, Oh my, can we just get this over with? And listen, yeah. if I'm about to nut and you're like, no, let's change. No. No. no, yeah, right? Okay, yeah, I don't, like, okay, maybe, okay, so Steve, sure that, like, for your stupid dick, it's really easy. Why are you telling her this? Like, yeah. anyway, and, like, the girls, when Miranda tells them about it, she's, they all seem, like, really appalled, and I'm just, like, they're, like, he wanted to make it go longer, and you told them to stop, what's wrong with you? And I'm just, like, I don't understand why everyone's attacking Miranda about this. No, I don't either. Like, first of all, if she's about to come and you're like, let's change position. And listen, if I'm about to nut and you do anything differently, mm-hmm. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to yeah. be mad. Yeah. And then, and then, like, okay, if she is not wanting to have the kind of sex you're wanting to have, then far like you you have to deal with that right i'm like i get that his ego would be a bit bruised but like why are you trying to change position when she's about to come and he knew she was about to come so yeah that's what i have the issue with and yeah I it was a, issue is with the word and like, the i thing guess is they haven't had sex in six months as well yeah yeah that's the other thing but like i guess his main problem is with her wording when she's like let's just get it over with and he's just like seriously and it's like i don't know i just 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 do it like i don't i don't know i hate it <laughs> i don't know maybe she was faking an orgasm and she was just and that's why because she was like oh, if i fake it he'll finish you know we've been this there ladies. Am, am i right am i right <laughs> it's possible that that happened but um yeah, so that uh, I hate that. Um, we also then kind of get to the scene where Miranda's telling the girls about it, and like since Lily is there, Charlotte keeps being like, "We're not gonna use the word sex. We're gonna just say coloring, and we're gonna use this coloring metaphor this entire conversation." So it will be really funny. Yeah, because because you know Samantha's like, "Oh, when I color, I like to use every crayon in the box." and <sighs> yeah um and like charlotte's like well harry and i color about three or four times a week <laughs> and what is carrie says like oh i'm not gonna say like because she's so i don't know she's being a bit of a prude to be honest like come on you made your column was called sex and the city carrie 
crayons in the city yeah crayons in the city and (laughs) she's like oh i'm not gonna say but what i will say is that when john i can't remember if she says john or big but she says like when he does color he rarely stays inside the lines it's so gross and then they have like the grossest fucking makeout scene so she goes home and she's she's like john john and he's on the balcony so she goes out there and he like pushes her against the wall and like licks her tits it's and so he, gross i hate it it's so gross. and also because he's so much taller than her he has to like bend down and it's like it gave me the ick to be honest yeah i didn't like it it's gross and she talks about him coloring outside the lines again and i'm just like what does that mean where is he nutting like what is where is it going <laughs> i think like, it just means maybe he's just nutting on her chest and maybe they just use the pullout method Maybe it's very funny to imagine that it's just like he just is not able to figure out where the hole is. So he's just kind of like coloring outside the lines means he's just like constantly just like scribbling around with his dick and being like, all right, almost there, almost there, almost in the lines. I don't know. I had sex with a guy and he like... It didn't have the biggest dick in the world. I'll say that. I'll be polite. And there was one, there were a couple moments where, like, he wasn't in, but he was, like, in between my thighs or, like, <laughs> like in a sort of crevice, I guess. And yeah. was like, ooh. And I was just quite like, you're not in. <laughs> so maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like he's like, he thinks he's in. But yeah. he's not in. Do you think that she calls him Mr. Big as a joke? Like, as it's like <laughs> ironic. Like, and she's like, oh yeah, Mr. Big. And it's like, it's just, it's a funny joke. <laughs> Maybe that's why he didn't want to commit to her because she was just constantly taking the piss out of his dick size. <laughs> Maybe they talk about, like, they talk about it like it's so important on the show. So who knows? But theory, theory, <sighs> game theory with Alex and Stephanie. Yeah. I just think that it's canon. Canon. So I mean, the movies aren't canon, but that is canon. That is for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because she's been calling him that since like, she was calling him Mr. Big before they fucked, I think. Yeah, like she when was she calling just him like the know. first, like, I think the first time they met, I think it's because he was like a big name in finance or something yeah he was obviously like you know big in that sense yeah and then i think what happened was they did have sex and it turned into her doing like a what she thought was a funny joke about yeah yeah he doesn't have like a micro penis he just has like on the smaller like on the smaller end you know Uh and she thinks it's funny and like he doesn't yeah yeah um and so, <laughs> so Sam is at her beach house and Smith has the ring that she wanted in his pants and looks like a boner and she pulls it out and she's like, oh, this is the second favorite thing that I found in those. And it's their anniversary. <laughs> it's their fifth year anniversary. So he got her the ring, even though Samantha was like, well, I wanted to buy it for myself. Yeah. And uh, she wants to she wants to fuck, but he has to go to bed because he has to get up early for work. He starts he has to be at like the studio for six, so like obviously he wants to go to bed. And 
Later, Sam is in her hot tub and she spies her neighbor fucking a woman. And she looks like she's having a great time. Yeah, definitely having a, a time. And Samantha just watches. And this just becomes like a thing she does. Like it happens yeah. regularly. And she just, it happens like every night. And she just every watches night. the neighbor. And yeah. this guy apparently is bringing home women, like a different woman every night. Which, yeah. sir, I hope you're wearing protection. I really hope so too. And like are getting checked pretty regularly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause that that's so. a lot. Um, but she just watches. Just just watches. Um, don't know if that's legal to be honest though. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I wonder big, if it's like they they do have their window wide open, like Yeah, and the curtains wide open, and like obviously she's being loud, so I guess they kind of know. Yeah. Um yeah. big shows carry the closet, it's perfect, it's fucking huge, everything's clean and brightly lit. And she yeah. got herself like a pair of Manolo Blonics and they she puts them on like the shoe rack and it's the first ones there and everything's fucking perfect. It's nice. Nothing it, could ever go wrong. Nothing could ever go wrong. It, like, okay, it is really cool, but the whole time I was like, where did this room come from? Like Matt was saying, okay, maybe he just converted another room behind it into a closet because it was like because it's a big penthouse. So maybe like it was a different room and now it's a closet. Because I'm like, where, like, you can't just make a room exist. It has to come from some space. So. I feel like, I don't know, when you're rich enough, like, space doesn't exist. You can bend space to your will, yeah. right? This is true. It's kind of like a House of Leaves type situation. Like, yeah. But for closets. Yeah, I mean, it's still in the same bedroom that was the master bedroom. I mean, a penthouse like that, I don't understand why it didn't have a large closet anyway. Think like, it was the it's, one they show yeah. is literally smaller than the one I have in my room. Yeah, it's like the size of my closet, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's very beautiful, and uh, she's very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, now Carrie gets to pack up her place. So this is kind of like the the goodbye to Carrie's apartment, which okay, this is what's frustrating me because in the first half of the movie, I was like. It makes sense that they would want to give her apartment a proper farewell after the whole run of the series and she's been in here so long. So they're going to give a proper farewell with this really nice scene of her friends hanging out there, helping her with packing and shit. Yep. And then it's like, it turns out, oh no, Carrie's going to be in her apartment again later in the movie. So it's like, why did they have to include this now? Or why did they have to include it at all? Like, I guess so, like, you don't expect the twist, but, like, literally she's there for the other half of the movie. And if that's the case, why not just have her move into a different place? Something like that. But Yeah, I I don't know. Um, So, right, so, um, yeah, they do this whole, like, sending. Samantha comes, they all scream. um, They go through her clothes, and they're like, oh, toss, keep, whatever. And... She puts on like a couple of like really horrible eighties dresses, and then she puts on the pink tutu from the opening credits, and yes. they're all the girls love it and clap. And Lily's there. I mean, Lily's just adorable, so I don't mind the fact that she's in every scene. But I am also like, yeah. why would you bring a child to this? She brings Lily like everywhere. I also feel like it's kind of weird that they just had this entire scene about using like coloring as a metaphor for sex, and then they have Lily coloring in like the very next scene. It's like. 
you could have had her doing a different activity, but yeah. anyway. And they're also like all drinking champagne. I'm like, who is looking after this child? They are, because when Samantha arrives from fucking, like she arrives unannounced and she's like, oh, this apartment has so many memories to it, so we have to give it a proper farewell. And so she pulls out one bottle of champagne from behind her back, and then she pulls out a second bottle of champagne from behind her back. <laughs> yeah. So they are each having half a bottle of champagne if they drink all of this. So, like, they're going to be pretty fucking loopy by the end of this. Yeah, they're at least buzzed, you know. Yeah. And Lily is just there. And yeah, that's kind of it. And... Uh, so Carrie's voiceover is like, oh, it took four friends three days to to pack up 20 years worth of memories. Okay. Yeah. It took her three days. It took four people three days to pack up yeah. a studio apartment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. She I has a lot of clothes, but it's she just like... I know it's 20 years, but... They are drinking. They were drinking. Also, I'm like, why didn't you have any like professional people like help you with that? I don't know. Right, because so much of this movie is like, oh, we can pay someone to do that for us. We don't have to do it ourselves. Like so many times in this movie, they say that. Yeah, and, and Samantha and Miranda and so Samantha and Miranda are just like, oh, let's take three days off work to help our friend move. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, when also Miranda keeps making these points to be like, I have a full-time job. I can't just do anything. I can't a child. I'm a child and PTA meetings. I can't just do stuff, which is a fair argument, but she makes it quite a few times in this in this movie when, like, she also does this. Yeah, um, and there's never an answer for it. There's never, like, I guess she has a magda, but, like, I don't know, still? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. also funny that Charlotte has brought Lily, but but like Miranda pretty much never brings Brady. <laughs> never. Maybe she's. Do you think she's weird? Like, oh, if he hangs out with like you know doing us doing girly things, like he'll be gay. But like, I Miranda wouldn't care about that. I don't think so. I feel like maybe more of the issue is that like bringing a baby from Brooklyn to Manhattan is kind of a hassle if you're not yeah. driving. And so maybe that's kind of annoying. Whereas like Charlotte lives in Manhattan and like the other thing is Steve works nights usually. So he like probably is free during the day to watch Brady and like also has Magda, but like Charlotte's a stay at home mom. So I guess she has, like, she brings Lily because like he doesn't have a nanny cause she does stay home. I don't know. Yeah. Also like, I don't know, Brady's sort of at that age where like, he'd probably be like bored by what they're doing lily can happily sit in color for a bit um hmm. also i guess depending on like the temperament of the kids yeah this is true yeah. plus like lily's really cute so it's good to have her in scenes whereas yeah. brady's normal i don't know i don't want to say anything bad about him he's just like an actual kid but like Lily's really cute is the thing. So it's like, oh, every time she's in a scene, we would just like clapped because we she was so cute. She's so cute. I just want to pick her cheeks. She has a scene when they're all trying on clothes where she tries on the accessories too, and it's so cute. Oh, I love her. But, she's an angel. Um yeah. this is the hashtag team Lily. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Steve and Miranda, um, they're back at home and steve is being weird so then she's like what's going on he's like oh i, I cheated on you 
You do it. You'll like, carry it. <laughs> oh, Miranda, I had sex with somebody else. I stuck my penis into someone else's hole, and now it's killing me, Miranda. It only happened once. Like, it just happened, but it's killing me that I accidentally tripped and oopsied my penis into, into a hole. And Miranda's just like, excuse me? <laughs> like... Oh, I don't know. Okay, so I haven't finished yet, so I don't know if we get an answer, but you don't just accidentally cheat on no. a partner. Like, it doesn't just happen that you just happen to accidentally have sex with someone. It's like, is there just some woman that he had been flirting with? Is it just a completely random person out of completely nowhere? Like, but. I don't understand the logistics of this happening at all. No, no, I don't know who it, and we don't know who it was. Like, it doesn't really make any sense. And he's like, oh, I've been wanting to tell, I've, you know, I've been wanting to tell you I feel awful. And obviously Miranda is very hurt. Um, And then this is the thing where I was like, right, Steve needs to be hung, drawn and quartered. But yeah, he, okay. So you, right. Let's say you cheat on your partner. Dear listener, I would not assume that you would be um, that bad of a person. So I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, trying to trying to put anything on you. But let's say hypothetically, you cheat on your partner. You do the right thing and you tell them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're honest about it. And then uh, obviously you share. So you're sharing the same like living space, same bed. Do you go to bed? Do you go to sleep in the bed? Like, mm, I guess I'll right? go to bed. Like, no, yeah. sleep on a fucking couch or in a guest room. Like, go somewhere else. On the porch or something. Like, sleep outside s- on the fucking dirt. Like, don't sleep yeah. in the same bed as them. Yeah, because it. what happens is, like, because Miranda walks away and is like, don't follow me, don't talk to me. And then later she goes upstairs for bed and Steve is in the bed. And it's like... yeah. Why are you there? Go away. Like, what are you doing? Because he's just trying to apologize. He's like, Miranda, it's still me. It's still Steve. And she's like, really? Is it really still you? Because, like, that's that you're not the Steve that I know. No. Like, I just I don't. The, why, ah. is, why, why is he expecting her to just sleep in the same bed as him? Like, everything's normal. Go and sleep at a fucking friend's place. Like, just go anywhere else. Don't be in the same fucking bed. Like, Oh well, come to bed. Let's spoon and cuddle and pretend everything's fine. No, you cheated on her. Of course, she she just found out. She's gonna be upset. Why is yeah. he? I hate Steve. He has no like emo. He has no fucking brain in his head. I don't get it. It's like I, I truly because it's like you when people cheat, it's premeditated to some degree. It has to be because it's like you don't accidentally do it. Like it's something where obviously he had been thinking about it to some extent and then it also is something that he feels bad enough to the extent that he knows he needs to tell her about it so Mm -hmm. it's like i just feel like these are just not ideas that work together because if he if he has the balls to tell her that he did it he also probably has the balls to have had the conversation with her about just what is going on in his head before doing it like i just yeah doesn't make sense and i know cheat like when people cheat it just doesn't usually make sense anyway because it's just fucking stupid and people shouldn't do it but it's just mm-hmm. like 
it just, it frustrates me so much. And it's just like, there's no part of me that wants Miranda to be with Steve after this. Like, I don't want her to be like, oh, well, it's better for Brady for us to be together. It's like, no, like he's at a yay in an age where like, if you were to get divorced now, you just kept things like relatively normal and weren't like a freak about it. Like either of you yeah. were like, you know, fighting in front of him or anything like that. That is pretty much the most normal time you can get divorced and have your kid turn out like not super fucked up. Yeah. And like, they're not doing that. And Miranda is being a good parent. She's like, no, we need to stay in a similar area so we can stay at the same school. And he's spending, you know, certain days with his dad, certain days with me. And they don't fight in front of him. They're perfectly civil in front of him. They're very, like, it is exactly like they're doing it in the way when they actually do break up. Um, they do it in a way that is like the most beneficial way for Brady and that like Miranda is obviously putting Brady first, but like she can't, she like he broke her trust in a massive way. So she doesn't want to be with him anymore. Like her friend should understand that, but they kind of don't. And yeah, in the next yeah. scene we have Miranda like telling the girls and she's saying like, she's going to immediately try and look for another apartment. Um, Cause she doesn't want to just be living out of a hotel with Brady, but also I'm not, I don't know, maybe Miranda wanted to move so that she's closer to her work. But then it's like, she bought the fucking house. Did Steve move out? He cheated. Yeah. Throw him out on the... Throw him out the stone. should be moving. Yeah, I agree. I don't... I feel like she should be getting him to move and still... like Because I think the places she's looking for are still in Brooklyn, I think. Because she wants yeah. to be close. So, like... Be like, a little bit nearer Manhattan. I think... Well, because they're on opposite sides of the bridge now. So, I mean, yeah. maybe she's, like, in downtown Manhattan. Um, hmm. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's still yeah. pretty nearish. Like, obviously, it's in the same district, so Brady can still get to school. Yeah, for sure. And it's, like, it's not like Magda's living with them anymore. Like, we find out at some point in the movie that, like, Ma or not Magda, sorry, um, Mary, Steve's mom, because yeah. she's now in, like, a like a long-term care home um, for seniors. Like, she she has, like, she fully, like, has Alzheimer's now. And so mm -hmm. um, she's not living with them. So it's not like she has to be like, oh, well, I'm not going to throw your mom out on the street because the mom doesn't live there anymore. So it's not a problem. No. Um, but, oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> it's so um, fucking stupid i hate it i hate it it's so dumb um it i hate 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 so much when yeah. tv shows and movies use cheating as a dramatic plot point i just there are so many other plots you can do it has just been done so many times before that i just I don't I just it all it does is makes me uncomfortable like this is one of the biggest reasons why I just like never actually finished Mad Men because mm. John Draper makes me so angry he yeah. makes me more angry than Walter White makes me because I get so mad at him for for everything he does I'm like Walter White, on your <laughs> Walter White kills people but Don Draper is like I am just never going to emotionally connect with any of the women that I'm with and I am going yeah. to promise to be with them forever have children with them get married to them but still continue to betray their trust and cheat on them constantly and it's just like yeah. you do not deserve to be around other humans like you should be no, shot he's like He's like, let me marry these beautiful women and then make them be housewives and cheat on them. Um, I'm a good person. I feel this is the thing is like, I think if cheating was at least done in a way 
like with Mad Men, I feel like it's, I mean, not all the time Mad Men and some stuff, like the whole Lana Del Rey, like it's kind of like, oh, I'm see, I'm cheating with like an older man. It's dangerous <laughs> and we're having an illicit affair. Like, okay, grow up. Um, if it's done where it's the actual issue, and it's something Miranda actually says in the movie, I think, where she says the actual issue is that he lied to her and went behind her back. Yeah, and he broke her trust that in a way that's thing with cheat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing with cheating that is the reason like it ruins relationships because obviously people it's not sex because like people in open relationships or in polyamorous relationships when everything's above board and everyone knows you're not being monogamous Obviously, you still have to deal with jealousy and stuff, but you're not breaking anyone's trust. When you're breaking someone's trust, like that is the mm. thing that ruins relationships because relationships are built on trust. So I think if someone's going to actually deal with it like that, fine. But like a lot of the time, it's just like, ooh, secret affair. Or they give it to a character to cause drama and just to be like, oh, no, he cheated on me. Yeah, it truly is just so frustrating when like shows do it to like when they like try to make like a love triangle and then they make one couple like one person cheat on their partner with the other one and then you're supposed to like root for one of the couples. It's like, well, first of all, I'm never going to root for you to get back with someone you cheated on ever. And then I also don't really want to root for you to get with this person that you cheated with because then it's like, I don't know, you're like, I just... I'm going to root for, like, the two other people in the triangle to then um, kill you and hook up. Yeah, exactly. It's just very, like, I don't know. It just Mm. makes me feel icky, and I just hate that it's, like, I just hate it. I hate it. And it's very boring. It's boring. It's It's been done a million times. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Um, So Carrie wants to organize the wedding. She's a big... And the guest list has gone up from 75 to 200. And Big is starting to feel the pressure. And he's like, he basically says to her, like, it makes him look bad. Like, having this massive wedding and being in Vogue and being on page six. Like, he doesn't really want that. And he let it happen because he knows Carrie does. Um, Yeah. And the reason it looks bad for him is because this is his third marriage. So that's why he cares. He's like, mm, kind of looks bad. And Carrie's like, oh, okay, well, if why didn't you tell me earlier? And he's like, because I wanted to make you happy. Like, he says, I don't care. We'll go down to City Hall tomorrow and get married. Like, I just want to be with you. And Carrie's like, oh, okay. And then they still have the massive wedding anyway. Yeah, well, I guess the thing is kind of like... <laughs> She's like, I didn't realize you felt this way. And she makes kind of a face. And he's like, see, I didn't want you to like to feel sad about it, which is why I want to do the wedding because that's what you want. And so it's like they just agree that they're still going to do it. And 75 people is still like a sizable wedding to me. Like it's not – I wouldn't call that small. I would call it like a medium-sized wedding. Like it's not huge obviously, but it's like No, yeah, I would say that was medium-sized. Like a small wedding would be like definitely under 50. Um, yeah, for sure. And then uh, yeah, it's like small it's like smallish. I guess that they know a lot of people. So like yeah. 75 is probably the most like the least they can invite without like 
making people feel bad yeah probably you like, know because obviously he probably saw us to invite yeah. like work people and she knows lots of she has loads of friends as we've seen from watching the show for six years yeah so like it makes sense that there'd be like that many people um carrie also mentioned she's like big's like why is it 200 now like that's over double the size and she's like okay let me put this in terms you'd understand like you like poker right Mm -hmm. the dress upped the ante and i'm like that doesn't make sense that's not a metaphor that makes sense (laughs) like no like i i I don't don't know poker i guess she's trying to say like oh someone put like big money on the table so now we all gotta put big money on um but whatever like i don't know just say like if she was like well the dress i really want to wear the dress the dress wouldn't have made sense for a small wedding and as i just kind of got carried away when i got the dress and we are we're here now and everything's booked so we might as well yeah i guess i guess um so it's the night before the wedding uh the dinner rehearsal and i i also uh, carrie doesn't have family don't know i was wondering about this i was like it all just seems to be friends and work people and there really doesn't seem to be anyone who's brought any family to this no. um, big is kind of old so i'd be surprised if his parents were dead but like carrie probably has living family still i don't know i don't know um, we have i mean we have a no one like has any family the only time family existed was when miranda's mother died and yeah, i think or like yeah, and we saw like Charlotte's brother for like one yeah. episode. Was- Otherwise, no one has any family. Everyone's just orphans. Um, yeah, they basically are. And then Miranda's <laughs> mom died at one point, and like that is, yeah. Carrie and Samantha, they were immaculately conceived. Apparently. They just came out of the ocean like uh, Aphrodite. They did. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> so this is a rehearsal dinner and samantha is the maid of honor for some reason uh so she makes a speech and she's like oh this is you know this is where the the maid of honor tells embarrassing stories about the bride but i think i'll do about the groom instead and some fucking dickhead who works at um firm. firm is like he says something he's like Oh yeah, the groom, he's heard that before. How are you heckling? You're heckling yeah. at a fucking rehearsal dinner. What's going on? Yeah, it's fucking it's he, what a dick. Um <laughs> and he even he he says another thing because like Samantha starts giving her toast and he's just like, Yeah, third time's the char- third time's the charm, am I right, John? <laughs> it's just like and Samantha's like, shut up, dickweed. <laughs> no dickweed. Yeah, she's like, shut up. And like Carrie is saying fish like he's a dick like he's a real jerk like he fucking sucks but i guess like he had to invite him um so it's a bit awkward and then the boys and samantha are outside sharing an illegal cuban cigar and steve shows up uh yeah he looks like shit and he's like, oh. like such shit. He looks like fucking shit he looks like he's been drinking for a fucking week and he's like, oh, sit. hi, hi, guys. Um, I can I? I, need, I really need to speak to Miranda, and I think she might be here. He looks like, ugh, he just looks like a fucking incel. He looks like shit, and it's like obviously she's not gonna forgive you if you like 
he barely even made an effort. He he knows he looks like shit because he wants Sam to get Miranda to come outside so he doesn't have to go into the party because he knows yeah. the party's fancy. Um, like, why did you need to come to this? I guess the only reason that makes sense is because he knows where Miranda will be this night when he might not normally know. Because, like, she's not returning calls or emails or anything like that, I guess. And so, like, this is really the only option, maybe? Does she not, she not at home? live together, right? I yeah. well no I guess because she was probably staying in a hotel for a while while she looked at another place I don't know I she said she didn't want to do that like I thought she was like I'm still gonna live at the house until I find a new place because I yeah. don't want it to be weird for Brady that makes more sense so yeah why wouldn't she be at home um don't know also maybe like Magda would speak to him I don't know um yeah and like I don't know it's, it's weird like does are they not sharing brady at this point anyway i think they are yeah so like he would have to see her for that anyway yeah yeah, he comes looking like shit and he's like yeah he looks like the fucking incel in the incel chad meme like Hmm. he just looks like shit and he so samantha he's like oh samantha can you go get moanda for me um so she goes to, she's like, yeah, sure, sweetie. She's so, so far, he's like, oh, God, he's fucking pathetic. And yeah. <laughs> she goes in, she's like, Steve's here. So Miranda goes outside to speak to Steve. Everyone else goes back in. There's, like, a really nice shot where Samantha is, like, looking through the glass windows at Miranda and, like, making sure she's okay before leaving. And I'm like, Yeah, oh. that's nice. Um. But yeah, so they talk and Steve again apologizes. Miranda is like, oh, fuck you. Fucking. I mean, it's all the same stuff he said before. He doesn't say anything new. He's just like, oh, I cheated on you just one time. I'm really sorry. My dick accidentally fell on her vagina. Yeah, like it it was a mistake. It was an accident. I it only happened once. It didn't mean anything. And it's just like Miranda's basically just like you broke everything that we had. Like we had this family and you broke it. Like you just ruined all of it. I don't like she's completely right. Like she and she basically yells at him and then storms off. And yeah, she's like, I changed her. myself for you. But she did. She, yeah. she, you know, obviously it's a character arc or whatever. But, like, she's a different person to accommodate Steve. Um, and that's a lot. And she goes back in. She runs into Big. And she says, dun, dun, dun. She's like, you two are crazy to get married. Marriage ruins everything. And then Storm's off. And then Big just has this pensive look where he's just like... Interesting question. Interesting point that I, who have been, who has been married twice, have never considered what what the impact of marriage is. Like, okay, not only has Big been married twice, Big is twice divorced because in both relationships he cheated. (laughs) Yeah, one of them was with Carrie. Yeah, and it's very much like. Big very much knows the thing of Miranda and Steve because Big was Steve. Big is literally like, oh, my relationship got really stagnant and then I cheated and then it ended. And that is twice that happened with his marriage. So why is he suddenly like, oh, God, what if this ruins my marriage with what if this ruins my relationship with Carrie if we get married? And it's like, I just don't I don't understand. Why haven't you come to that conclusion before now? 
If you were going to come to that conclusion, why did it take you, what, at least six months to do that? Um, I mean, yeah, it'd be one thing if I guess that, like, set stuff off. If him cheating on his previous, like, wives became a plot point, as it really should be to make sense, Hmm. the writing would be a bit more forgivable, but it doesn't. Because he never says, like, oh, I'm worried that it's going to get stagnant with Carrie. I'm going to cheat on her and I'm going to hurt her even more. Like, yeah. and like maybe we should just end it here or maybe we should just not get married. Like, maybe marriage is like the trigger for me or something. No, he's just like, what? Marriage is bad. So he sits at the bar and drinks a scotch. Um, and Carrie comes over and she's like, all right, I'm going to go for the little sleepover and gonna see tomorrow like give me one good give me one big movie kiss and i'll be all right and he kisses her and he and she's like what's wrong and he's like oh i'm I'm tired nothing's wrong your friend your best friend didn't say anything weird to me earlier don't worry about it (laughs) yeah and then she's like okay time to go and they have like a sleepover i i think they're at charlotte's place it's like yeah lily and carrie and charlotte and miranda and Sam all just like sitting in this bed together and they're talking and blah 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 about and about they're wearing everything. like matching satin pajamas and I think this is where this might be where the craze for like like pajamas that say like bride and bridesmaid and are like matching pajamas for weddings became a thing because I always see mm-hmm. them whenever I like shop online somewhere yeah that could be true they definitely could have popularized this um, um and also it must be so late and lily is there like <laughs> lily is just awake like lily so carrie's phone rings um because big calls and lily answers the phone and since they were just saying they were just talking about sex and then so lily repeats the word and she picks up the phone and she's just like sex <laughs> i want someone either put a baby in me or adopt a baby for me i want my fucking lily Love this queen. She's so cute. And Carrie's phone is also just this like bedazzled flip phone. Like, yeah, it's so great. I had a look. Apparently on IMDb, it says it's the same phone that she had by like the last season. I don't know if that's true because she barely ever used it. Um, mm-hmm. But to show wear and tear, it has like duct tape all over it, which is, which I noticed for the first time watching it. And I thought it was so funny. It's really funny that, like, Carrie has all these incredibly nice things, but that when it comes to, like, her cell phone, it's just, like, this piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I guess, like, yeah. Carrie famously has, like, an issue with technology. Like, That's true. She doesn't yeah. really like it or care about it. But also, I'm still, like, I don't know. I guess she's, like, me where I'm just, like, if it's pink, like, I bought my laptop because it was purple. Yeah. Fully, I would do the same thing if I saw a purple laptop in a store. So, <laughs> um it makes sense. Um, but Lily answers the phone and then Carrie's like, oh, I'll, I'll take it because it's obviously for her and not Lily. <laughs> not Lily. Um, it's Big. And Big, she, so she goes to the other room and talks to him and he's just like, he's like having doubts. He's just like, I, uh, like, you know, everything we have is good. Do we really want to change that with marriage? Like, yeah. I don't know, I'm trying to write the vows, but like having a really hard time and just... Carrie's like, calm down. Just like, don't overthink it. Like, every, like, we've already made every single mistake we could possibly make in this relationship. So, like, we're good. Like, what else can we do wrong? <laughs> she is attempting fate, but also she's not wrong. Um, yeah. They have kind of fucked everything up. So it's, an, it's a miracle they're still together. 
And yeah. she's like, look, whenever I have writer's block, which is what you're having right now, I usually just go to bed and you'll know what you want to do in the morning. Uh, mm, I don't know if I would say that to someone. Would I say that to someone the day, like the night before we went to get married? I wouldn't be like, oh, well, you'll know what you want to do in the morning. So just sleep on it. Don't sleep on it if we're getting married. Yeah. Uh, why is he writing his vows the day before the wedding also? Like, I know this is a really common thing you see in like movies and shows where they're like really struggling with their vows till the last minute. But like, he started it at the last minute. It's not that he's just like suddenly struggling after having tried to write them for like weeks. It's like, no, he literally just just started after yeah. being out drinking and is like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm struggling here. <laughs> Yeah, I think being drunk is the greatest time to write your fucking wedding vows. But yeah, they kind of end the conversation in a place where she's like, we're good. We can't screw anything else up. And like it all that matters is that it's me and you like don't the wedding is whatever. It's just like it's us. And he seems to kind of feel better at this point, or at least he seems to be for like a second. Um, But like he's not. And I no. also want to note, this is the point in my notes where I wrote in all caps, we are not even at an hour into this wedding yet. Or, sorry, we are, not, we are not even an hour into this movie yet, and we are just getting to wedding day, and this is a two and a half hour film. We're at like an hour and 22 um, recording this, and we're not yeah. even at the wedding yet. I, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you said split it. If my fucking god, Ugh, I hate this film. Why is it so like so much happens? There's no time to breathe. It's, it's so much happens, and like this is what I said when it was like they make it like it's like these all these episodes back to back, where each episode has three like a three act plot to it, and then they just string them together to make a movie, which is not a coherent way and not a good. It's not how you pace movies at all. Like, they have so much trouble with this. Because, like, the first act of the movie is, like, they're deciding that they want to get married. And they are, like, getting all this stuff set up. And Carrie's realizing she needs to, like, move out of her apartment. And, like, getting that all done. And, like, there's, like, bumps along the way. And then we get into this other one where there's, like, the wedding part of it. And then there's, like, I'm going to split this up into, like, several discrete episodes basically is how it works yeah this is basically <laughs> the end of episode two like that's where we yeah. are right now yeah and we're basically doing like god jesus fucking christ i still have like another page of notes before we and thank god we have no questions this week because like thank I god still... i mean usually we're like sending questions don't send in questions when we're doing the movies i'm sorry i don't think you just send us questions they're gonna take so long we're we're like fucking like i said i was gonna take pretty bare bones notes compared to usual and i did and i still have like four and a half pages of notes and i have 45 minutes left in the movie like i'm screaming like i my brain is on fire we are at the wedding day and (laughs) i just why couldn't they just have made the entire movie like a fun time with the girls, maybe with one bad man, and then the end, Big and Carrie get married, and we figure out that Big has been good the rest of the time, and we should root for them to be together. Like, why could they not have just made that movie? Like, I just don't care. The whiplash I felt in, like, last week watching the season finale and being like, oh, maybe 
be big is good to I will fucking kill John James Preston. Like, I'm going to the- fucking kill him. <sighs> I feel like I'm Peter Jackson making the Hobbit movies right now where I'm like, yes. you're going to take this one movie. We're going to take this one story and do it in one podcast episode. And then we're like, shit, okay, we got to do this in two. <laughs> and then it's like, shit, we probably should have done this in three episodes, huh? Um, except for... Well, no, it's not even except for. In both cases, both the stories should only be one episode, one movie, but they but it's just it's it's three movies in one and I don't want it and I dislike it and I hate it even though I like the predecessor that came before it. At I least just, if like everything would be better if fucking Orlando Bloom was here, but he's not. So life is even harder for us than it was for Peter Jackson. Uh, what if she ended up with Viggo Mortensen? Good fucking good when he broke his toe oh oh that was sexy and then he still just act that acting the cinema mm. yeah it was oh, good shit. he broke that horse oh yeah damn it's good shit i would end up with vigo mortensen jesus yeah oh, we have to get through this wedding okay so it's wedding time carrie's wearing the fucking vivian westwood dress and she has this stupidly massive fucking fascinator on i guess they wanted to make her outfit for the wedding, like as but like bodacious as possible, bombastic is what I'm looking for. Yeah, as bombastic it's a lot. as possible. Yeah, yeah. Bird. Yeah, she's got a bird in her hair. Yeah, which like Marie Antoinette. Yeah, it's fucking huge. It's supposed to look very fancy, but to me, it just looks kind of stupid. Mm. Um, she also gets a call from Big, but she doesn't have her phone on her, so Lily answers it again, and she's just like goodbye and hangs up the phone and puts it inside her cupcake clutch, which is adorable. But it's also apparently that's like four grand because it's like diamante. <laughs> Holy shit! That's fucking wild. It's like crystal. Ugh. It's not just like a normal like cupcake purse that like you would think a three year old would have. Like it's like crystallized. Yeah. Again, I want to point out that it was there was a massive recession at the time this film was released. Um. So yeah, Big keeps calling, calling. He's trying. He like leaves voicemail, and he's like, "Carry on, you speak to you. Carry on, you speak to you." And. Then we find, like, they all get in the car, like, the girls get in the limo, and then, like, Big is sitting outside, right? And Anthony and Stanford are there, because Anthony's planning the wedding. And Anthony says to Stanford, like, okay, we have an issue, like, neither of them are here. And the girls were just stuck in traffic, but Big was, like, sitting outside in his car. And he said... Why did he even go? Why even go? But he... So he sits outside in his car and he's like, he can't, he apparently can't get out of the car. I guess it's anxiety. I don't think it's anxiety though. I think it's just him being a knob because he sees her and he's like, come on, baby, turn around. Come on, baby. And she turns around and he sees her. And instead of like just getting out the car and being like, Carrie, I really need to speak to you before you go in. Yeah. Because he says he wanted to check, like he wants to talk to her one more time and make sure it's just, you know, she says like, it's just me and you. She He wants to make sure of that again, apparently. Um, yeah. He quote unquote can't get out of the car and like Carrie arrives, Carrie and the girls arrive and, and uh, so, like they kind of read from Anthony and Stafford's face that so, like it's not good and 
uh, he tells Samantha that Big isn't there. Carrie overhears and she's like, what do you mean he's not here? Um, so she calls him. And like, uh-huh. apparently this is like the first film to show an iPhone. This is really funny because Samantha is, because yeah, she doesn't know where her phone is because Lily has it. Um and so Samantha's like, here, use my phone, but it's an iPhone. And so, so Carrie's just like, I don't know how to use this shit. Like, no, someone else give me your phone. <laughs> yeah. So like Stanford gives her his flip phone. And um she calls him and he's like, I can't go in without you. I need to know. And um it's like, I need to know it's just us. And he's he's already left. He was there and he's like, Oh yeah, I left. <laughs> Why did you leave? I'm screaming at this. I'm so pissed off. Also, I th- this just goes to show how shitty of a boyfriend he is. He doesn't even have any of her friends' phone numbers because he should have been like, all right, I'm going to call Miranda. Miranda will surely be next to her. I'll call Samantha. Samantha's the maid of honor. I'm going to call her. He does not call anyone else. He just keeps trying Carrie over and over and over again when she's not picking up. And obviously she's getting ready for her wedding and she's already running late. She is already 25 minutes late for the wedding and he's still trying to call her like as if I, I am so mad. I hate him so much. Yeah. He doesn't have any of her friends numbers. He doesn't like know where Charlotte lives. Even in the case of an emergency, you think you would have like one of her friends numbers. They've been going out for four years. For four years. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so he's like, oh, yeah, I left. And then, obviously, Carrie, we get a slow-mo of her dropping the phone to the floor, and she's, like, starts hyperventilating and freaking out. And so dramatic. I mean, okay, obviously, like, if someone left me at the altar, or not even that, but, like, cancelled the wedding on the day of the wedding, I would go i don't know i think i would go nuclear levels i would shit, like... my, pants. I would shit my pants and throw it at them like that's yeah. literally what i would do i um, would be like scratching people's eyes out with my bare fucking fingers yeah. um it's just the way it's shot is really funny because it the, she lets it slide out of her hand the flip phone is still open and it just yeah. slides like in slow down her beautiful dress and it's just <laughs> like so right. stupid down this like satin vivian westwood couture dress is so it's so yeah. much and yeah so she freaks out and she's like get me out of this dress like i want to go home i want to leave and she's like and samantha is like look i'll stay here with the homosexuals um you and the girls go back and like we'll sort this out i guess because you have to get like fucking 200 people out of a building and tell them all by the way the wedding's not fucking happening so it's it's really sad and then um they're leaving and big realizes he fucked up so he tells the driver to turn around and by the way street i'm down a one-way street and then he sees carrie going the other way in her limo and he's like carrie and rolls down the window and he gets out and she gets out and she runs over and she beats the shit out of him with a bouquet. It's so fucking good. She fucking smashes the flowers on his head and is just like, I knew you would do this. I knew you would be terrible. And like, you piece of shit, you fucking ruined everything. And yeah, just she's like, like I am uh, humiliated. Yeah. Oh, it's good shit. She fucking just tears his asshole open. Yeah. And like, 
then like the girls hold her and while like Charlotte looks at her, she just points and yells like, no, 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 (laughs) she just like, it it just reminds me of like the fucking family guy monkey or whatever, just like pointing and staring at big and just, (laughs) she is, she's like, no. Get away from her. And, you know, obviously don't condone hitting your significant other. If I think if they leave you at the altar when, like, you've been featured in Vogue about your wedding, you can hit someone with a bouquet. Like, it's not going to hurt them. Soft. And he more like a humiliation. It's the least he, yeah, it's the least he deserves. He deserves to fucking... Get his, if I were Miranda or Charlotte, I would have beat the shit out of him myself. I would have literally decked him. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, no, truly, yeah. I would have done that too. Um, but they they restrain. They drive off again. And yep. we get back to Charlotte's place. Carrie's just kind of like, I just feel nothing. Like, I'm not even upset anymore. I just feel like I just everything is just a void. And, and she's drinking straight vodka. And she... She is. <laughs> she's, she's like there in like sweatpants and obviously has taken off a wedding dress. And is just like... She's obviously she's very extremely depressed, as you would be. Yeah. Um, she feels nothing, and the other girls are just sort of with her, like comforting her, and you know, uh, like Miranda. It kind of sets in for Miranda, like, oh shit, maybe I fucked this up. Even though I still don't think it was in it, Miranda shouldn't have said that to him, really. But like, it was from an emotional place, and it's not like she did it on purpose. Yeah, it 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 was a shitty thing to say, but it's one of those things where it's like if ultimately if he already felt kind of anxious about it, like all that would maybe do is tip the scale a little bit more. But like I feel like he already would have been in that place of kind of uncertainty and anxiety because he already yeah. seemed like he was kind of there before that too. Yeah. So like Miranda yeah. pulls Charlotte to the side and is like tells her what happened and says like, oh, should I tell Carrie and. Um, Charlotte's like, no, don't do that. It's just going to upset her even more. And like, Big was already weird about weddings. Like, this wasn't your fault. And she's right, but obviously, I guess it's playing on her conscience. Um, Also, so Carrie paid for the honeymoon to Mexico, and she has to cancel that, obviously. But Samantha tries to do it for her, and she can't get it canceled, but she can get extra tickets true she got extra tickets and Miranda's like what are you talking about I can't take three days like, I can't take a week off work because I am a full-time working mom I can't just go to home to Mexico and fucking um Samantha's just like they they just look at Carrie who's just fucking dissociating and they're like okay we, we can go they like smash cut to them in fucking in Mexico I... arriving at their location <laughs> Every, yeah, when they get to Mexico, like, Carrie just goes straight to bed. It's a fucking and mood. She's realized bit- <laughs> When she looks in the mirror and she looks like shit. And, like, she just goes straight to bed. And apparently she sleeps for, like, a day. And in my head, I just had fucking Possibility by, like, Lee from the fucking New Moon soundtrack. Because it reminded me of when Edward left. Oh my god yeah pretty much i mean yeah she 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 lies down in the bed after the girls have already like cleared all of the roses off like the rose petals off of it before carrie can see them yeah um and then carrie's like close all of the shutters and she so she sleeps until like the next 
dinner and then she doesn't go down for dinner and then she sleeps until like the next breakfast and then Samantha's like you need to eat so she like spoon feeds her something that looks like milk or yogurt <laughs> yeah um, um it's, a, it's it's like really sad she obviously like yeah. is just like catatonic almost like she's definitely dissociating um she's incredibly depressed it's really sad and yeah like so yeah so she feeds her and then like a little bit later she just comes out of bed like carrie just comes out of the bed and is like um yeah i'm good now um and they sit by the pool a little bit later and miranda's pussy is hairy miranda's got a bikini line going and samantha's just like ah disgusting (laughs) disgusting so, okay, once again, the sh- the movie kind of going back on what the show has celebrated in the past, because the show has done both the getting bikini waxes and going full bush, both being sexy and valid ways to have a pussy. Um, mm. And now suddenly Samantha's like, oh, you've got hairs poking out of your bikini, out of your bathing suit. Like, that's horrifying. Even if I was on death row, I'd still have a bikini wax. And it's just like holy shit samantha like chill like it's so weird like she's bit and she's really going in on her about it like making like one little joke like oh you forgot to wax like ha 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 let's giggle about it but she's like uh like she seems like disgusted as opposed to like it feels like samantha from the show would probably just laugh at it you know? Yeah, like she would make like one comment and instead it turns into her being kind of like Miranda's defensive, obviously. And she's just yeah. like, look, I'm married. I have a kid. Like I have so much stuff to do. Like I don't like I have different priorities than you. I'm not good. I don't have time to just get like my bikini wax. This was also a last minute trip and everything. And yeah. Samantha's just like, I would I would never be caught dead without a bikini wax. Yeah. And, and then, then Miranda is like, oh, what? so you're and Miranda gets more and more defensive and she's like, oh, you're saying it's my fault that like I wasn't I didn't have sex with Steve, which I don't know if you you shouldn't wax your pussy just to have sex with someone. Oh, no, no. that's yeah, definitely but, not. I which again is like another reason. thing they're kind of saying. Um, yeah, they get a bit defensive because because I think like Char- or Samantha says something well, like, well, Charlotte's married and has a kid and she still does this. And Miranda's just like, great. So you're saying that everyone should have the exact same priorities and time to do things and like that. I'm just a terrible person for not having a wax pussy. And like, obviously, that's not what Samantha's saying, but she is being really rude about it in a way that's yeah. just like, who gives a shit? Like, it's also just the four girls hanging out sunbathing and bathing suits together like there's no reason for her to need to have a bikini wax like it's not like they're in public and and it's yeah it's not like they're going to a public pool like they're they have their own private suite so it just i don't know you'd make a you'd make a little joke about it you'd all laugh it off and it would just be forgotten and uh, it's just one of those things it's like it's weird and miranda storms off and then yeah well we also get one other thing in this scene which i thought was like really odd which is the part where they're all like outside eating and charlotte is like skeptical of all of the food because she's 
being kind of just racist. She's just like, well, I'm not going to eat any of the food that's like not from America. I don't trust any of the stuff from Mexico. So the only thing she's eating is the fucking pudding that came from Poughkeepsie. Like, they're just like eating normal food. And like, I just, like, even if they were not at a resort, it would still be shitty of her to be like this. But also they are at a resort. Like, is she expecting everything there to be just bad? Like they're at a five star resort, and like, also, does she know that food is cooked and like cooking food kills germs? Um, yeah. So if she was really like freaked out about that kind of stuff, um, she could just order cooked food. But like, yeah, it does feel like very racist. I mean, I get like obviously you can't drink the water in Mexico. Um, yeah, but. It just feels weird that she's like, oh, and you can't eat the food. Like, no, you can obviously eat the fucking food. And everyone else is fine, and everyone else is eating the food. Yeah, and it's all, like, really good food, too. It's not like it's just, like, oh, shitty food. It's like she's eating pudding when there's, like, a fucking full breakfast in front of them. Like, she won't even drink the margaritas. (laughs) She won't even drink a margarita. It has alcohol in it. Alcohol kills germs, so just drink alcohol. That's what what they did in medieval times, so... Right? Like, that should just kill all of the bacteria in your body. Like, that's how you should just become healed. I'm a doctor. You should listen to me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, We're scientists. Exactly. Like, whatever. I have a master's of science. You should trust me. Mm, Um, I do. Thank you. So, yeah, that's... we. (laughs) It'll be important later that the the puddings are from Poughkeepsie. It will be important very soon. Poughkeepsie, yeah. Which is in, I think it's in New York State. Thank you. Well, I can um, Google. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If it's not in New York, it's in New Jersey. Like, it's it's in that realm of places. Yeah, it's in New York State. Well done. I know the Poughkeepsie Tapes, which is like this horror film that was like found footage. And it's like one of those like, this is super fucked up. Mm, so I don't know what I'm I, about. I only really know much about Poughkeepsie and when I say much, I mean nothing at all except for where its relative location is because of I was obsessed with friends as a teenager and there's like an episode where Ross goes to Poughkeepsie and that's like Oh, it. wow. Yeah, so I know it's like within – I know it's like within train distance from New York City. So <laughs> that's about all I know. Um, anyway, we then go out for drinks. The girls are um, – they're getting some margaritas. But like I said, um, Charlotte won't even have a margarita. She's drinking her smart water instead. Um, and mm. when the waiter goes to take their order, he asks for the room number. And Carrie's like, oh, it's one of the, like, private rooms, um, like, house number three or something like that. And he's just like, oh, thank you, Mrs. Preston. Um and so they all kind of, like, poke fun at her at for a second. But, like, she doesn't think it's very funny because, you yeah. know – X in the chat, everyone. X um, in the chat for Carrie, for, for Mrs. Preston. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and uh, next, so they're, like, drinking, and Carrie, and they're all going over their, like, men issues. Obviously, Carrie's still, like, about big, and, like, he couldn't even get out of the fucking car for me. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, Miranda is, like, fucking Steve cheated on me. There was the one, and he broke my heart. And Samantha is kind of upset that her whole life revolves around Smith. Yeah, because like he's the one who's like he's 
relatively famous now and like she like most of her work is representing him at this point and Mm -hmm. she's also kind of sad because she wanted to buy the ring for herself and then smith ended up buying it for her like she wanted to that to be her gift to herself but like and like the other girls are like oh well he just wanted to do something nice because he knew you wanted it and she's like i know like it's it's not his fault it's just like you know sometimes you want to treat yourself and don't want she she kind of has this whole thing about how like you know ladies like you don't need to it's not exactly like the you don't need a man to like complete you thing but it's kind of just like is love the kind of thing where you like need to you know always be thinking about them care more about them than you do about yourself like think love should also be caring about yourself like as much or more than you do for your partner um and that's when she kind of brings that up yeah it's like this is the thing about it's like about independence like that's her thing is being independent and obviously if her work life revolves around smith as well it it means she doesn't have like a balance so i think that's her issue um so basically then the next day um they are obviously recovering from a night of drinking carrie doesn't want to look at her voicemail because his messages are full and she knows that big will be on there so she doesn't want to listen to it. And then Charlotte's like, I'm going to go for a run and do Pilates. Do you ladies want to come? And they all just stare at her. Which is like a mood. Like, could yeah. you imagine? No. Absolutely um, not. They um, are doing more productive stuff than I would if I had just had like a night drinking. Probably like if if this is an all-inclusive resort, like as many margaritas as you fucking want. Like they're they're like actually making progress in like hiring people to get all of Carrie's stuff out of Big's place and get it mm-hmm. into her new pl- in her into her old place and also closing the deal with the person who bought her place so that she could get it back and like get all of the stuff moved in. So like they're they're pulling a lot of strings from far away where they like don't even have like Carrie's not even there to be like, oh here's the keys to my place. Like literally she doesn't even have them anymore probably because she moved out. Like no and it's so yeah. weird to, to for them to like do that and to like give it give it back. A man bought a place and someone was like, "Um, can I have it back?" Actually, fuck no, yeah. no. <laughs> it's so it's it's a lot. But she's very lucky. She gets it back, and um, yeah. So they're busy working on that. Charlotte does her run, and then she goes into the shower, and she's kind of distracted, thinking about like how happy she is because she's like, "Fuck, like." a lot of my like my friends are really great people and they're having these terrible things happen to them like I'm so happy I have such a great husband and daughter and family and life and everything's so good but she gets so distracted that she gets some of the shower water in her mouth um she doesn't even swallow it she just gets it in her mouth (laughs) I I mean I guess the water in Mexico is that but I mean obviously it's not the water it's the fact she's eaten nothing but pudding for the past few days yeah um and there's also, there was also that scene where, like, she has sex with Harry and she's like, thank you for being you. And it's so fucking saccharine. It's a lot. It's just, like, she's just so happy that it's like, thank you for not cheating on me and thank you for not leaving me at the altar and, you know, <laughs> being Yeah, thank you. Thank you normal. for not being in a total piece of shit. Thank you, Harry. Yeah. But yeah, she has this moment and then after she gets water in her mouth, she kind of freaks out for a second and then she just like spits it out and she just looks horrified momentarily. And then she like, we see her walking around and she's just like, 
she she's walking back to the place with the girls and she's just like very uncomfortable looking and just like almost like borderline running and then she gets her and try she's like banging on the door trying to fucking get in and this is where she makes the faces um <laughs> i posted a couple like a, images like, we hear like tummy noises as well which is yeah we hear great. some great tummy noises i posted a couple screen caps in our um live blogging channel in our live bigging channel and the discord of some of the faces that charlotte makes in this scene Beautiful. i cannot explain enough how funny this is to me her face acting <laughs> of her making the upset stomach oh no i can't get inside because the maid is mopping the floor and i don't have enough time to get to another bathroom so she literally shits her pants in front of the three other girls while they just laugh at her and they laugh and it's also the first time carrie laughs since the wedding um, yeah so it's a, it's a I, thank you for shitting your pants that's what good friends do yeah it's a lot uh i don't even remember the wordplay they use for this like oh she poughkeepsie yeah right 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 Poughkeepsie her pants. Yeah, she sure shits her pants, which sure is not something that I ever really would have like watched the show and been like, oh, there's gonna be a funny moment where Charlotte shits her pants at some point. Like <laughs> they did that. They did it. They made a funny part where she shits her duty ass. And it is, I gotta say, it's pretty fucking funny to me. This is probably pretty the highlight fucking, of the movie. It's like pretty fucking good. It's funny. It's very funny. Her faces. You you have to see the face. You have you it's have her to faces see the face. Because like I don't like toilet humor like at all. But I'm like, oh, I love Kristen. I love a Kristen Davis face. Yeah. She makes the, great faces. She makes such a face. It's so fucking good. Like this is literally the only part of the movie that was worth putting this in cinemas for, I think. <laughs> I want to see this on the big screen. I want to see it's an IMAX. Fuck fucking yeah. Christopher Nolan or whatever dumb shit he's doing. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. Like, no. This is this is good shit. This is really good. Um, it's good enough that Carrie finally laughs, and it's it's great. And then we have one final scene, which is where we are stopping this week. Thank God, <sighs> at two hours. At, at two hours in, I'm just I'm screaming. This was this was so much. We haven't even met. Louise from St. Louis yet. I love Louise. I, I love her. She's really good. We haven't even met her yet. We have so much more to go. I'm like, we're we are like probably like an hour and a half into the movie, maybe at this point. I don't even know. I fucking yeah. don't know at this point. Like, by the way, we have an entire new character to meet. And we're not yeah. even and we've just finished part one. So I'm really this is what you're gonna get. The the final scene before before the end of our episode today is Carrie standing at the beach. She kind of does like a Job Bluth here with her cell phone where she like throws it into the ocean. But like it's not like it floats off into the ocean because she throws it like four feet and it just sits there at the at the shoreline just at the on the floor. Um, yeah, it kind of reminded me of Mamma Mia. Like yeah. the kind of moments where it's just like looking off in like a distance on a cliff and it's like really overdramatic. It reminded me of that. Um, yeah. But she tries to listen to her voicemail and obviously the first person that comes up is Big's voice and she just like eats it. She's like, I don't want to hear that shit. 
Yeah, she's like, no way, no fucking way. This is bullshit. I'm I'm killing this now. Throws it into the fucking ocean, uh, throws it three feet into the ocean, and then <clears> walks <throat> away. And uh, that's the end of the honeymoon. We ever the rest of the movie after this is post honeymoon. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that that is a lot to take in. Um, so <laughs> maybe we should um, cleanse our palate with. Uh, we can't. We should probably shouldn't do rankings till we finish the movie. If we even True. do them at all. Let's let's cleanse our palate with the Patreon because these yes. are these are people we like to see instead of people we dislike to see, like the characters <laughs> in the show. So, we see these um, people. So I'm going to read our five dollar nut patron list. Um, we have Alex Schaup, Summer Geist, Sophie, Jennifer Snyder, uh, Matt Ribeiro, Jess Ayalachi, and Siberian Pine Hardwood. So those are all our $5 and up donors. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash citygirlsmakedo, you can donate money to us and give us um, give us those funds that will allow you to do things like see the secret channel of Looker and Nanu Picks, access our uh, Mummy Mailbag and Keanu podcast episodes. Um, those are all available at the $1 level. And then at the $5 level, you can uh, get us to read your name and also submit stuff for Steve Voice. And at the $10 level, you can listen to us record live if you want to. Um, once again, I'd like to reiterate, please don't send us questions for next okay. week because these movies are too long and we're fucking dying already. And yes, I know we could just skip stuff, but I just have too much to scream about. Yeah, um, that's the thing. Is like I I looked at it and I thought, oh, maybe we'll just do it like how we do like Keanu episodes, and we'll just like give you the gist. But no, there's a lot to talk about. Well, like, the thing is, it's different from Keanu movies because we have followed these characters for six seasons. Yeah, there are some plot points that you do need to do justice to because it's like we can't just like skim over some of these things. Like there are scenes we skipped. We did skip scenes, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, we did. <laughs> like, this, there are plenty of things that we also could have added that we did not. Um, but that is, like, the important parts of it. And, I mean, also how we feel about it, which was extremely angry, I think, most of the time. But mm. uh, I don't want to finish I just want to go to bed. It's 11 o'clock at night. I want to go to bed. Uh, well, we're done now, at least. Um, thank, thank you so much for joining us. I have no idea how people do two and a half hour movies like every week when they do those podcasts where they like watch the same movie over and over again. Like, I just, I, it's too long. Films need to be like an hour and a half. Like, that's the good shit. This is ridiculous. This is fucking waste of my time. Um, yeah. But, okay. Um, but yeah, follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at City Girls Make Do. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Age of Oddish. You can find me on Tumblr at Windfall Island and uh, all my other podcast stuff you can find on noisespace.xyz as well. Um, yeah. Um, obviously, you can find my stuff on Noisespace as well. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Alex Virgo and on Tumblr at Dork Phoenix. Um, <sighs> Yeah, if you if you're desperate to to entertain me to to see my face, don't know why I'm very tired. This is taking the things we do for love. This is true. This is so true. <sighs> we do a lot. Believe it or not, this is the second episode on Noise Space about the first Sex in the City movie yeah. because another podcast uh, also did it, and it was one of the 
Is it the very first Noise Space podcast episode to ever air? I don't remember. It's one of the very early Noise Space podcast episodes. Oh, wow. um, I didn't realize it was that old. Oh, yeah. No, it's one of the older ones. Um, but yeah, that's uh, if you want to check that out, that's on Noise Space. Um, Matt posted a link to it in um, the live begging channel earlier today. Um, oh, it's the pod. It's episode four of the podcast Stuck in the Middle with You. So if you want to check yeah. that out, it's on noisespace.xyz. Um they probably do a lot more succinct of a job than we do. But to be fair, they did not follow these characters for uh, six seasons before recording the movie episode. So mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the deep dive of the Sex and the City, the movie and Sex and the City 2, the sequel um, that we mm-hmm. were just fucking pining for. We have saved you hours of your own life. Um, even we though this much more entertaining is- than the film. I will say we that. Even, yeah, even though this recording is like longer than the amount of movie footage we covered, we are still taking, we are still giving time back to you somehow. That is how much the movie drains from your life. So, yes, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> okay, um, I guess we should sign off now. Um, thank you for listening to podcast again. We'll be back next week with um, part two of the first movie and um you know we say mohe every day so long good night long good night that's for keanu (laughs) bye (laughs) bye